Welcome to The Pursuit, the podcast that discusses all things dating, relationships, and personal development from a faith perspective. Today's topic can be a little touchy, especially for those of us who have been single for quite some time. It seems that the more time passes, the harder and harder it gets. And I don't just mean harder to find someone, but harder to do life alone. Even in such dark imaginings, we as believers have a glimmering hope that others who don't know Jesus like we do just don't, and that gives us a special advantage. Today's episode is entitled The Solo Struggle, where we'll explore some of the challenges that come with being single, as well as how to mitigate and learn from them, all in an effort of becoming better people and better witnesses. We appreciate you spending this time with us, and I hope you have a great time. Enjoy. Uh, hello, my name is Josue Peralta, and today I am joined by my sister Smyrna, my buddy Mike, and a guest. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you guys? Abby, who is our guest this week? Today we have a very special guest, my very close friend, Chris Mady Garcia. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. Doing good. What's what's one thing that you guys can tell me as you kind of tell me a little bit about your week that you're proud of that you did? Um I'll start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean Um, so I was I was able to make some progress on my novel, which was good this week. Um, and then I also uh, preached a really good sermon uh, that I got some really nice feedback on this past Sabbath at church. Uh, I was really proud of it. I preached on Lazarus. You can actually uh, find uh, the the sermon on my sermon podcast. It's called Oatmeal at Dawn. Uh, what about you guys? Is there anything that you well, did that you're proud of this I, week? I also preached this past Sabbath. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah. Did you wear your suit? No, I just wore something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hot to wear a suit, man. Um, no, what I, was your sermon on? I preached about lions. Wow. <laughs> I've been kind of going on this. So the last time I preached before that, I preached about trees. So I just kind of been like going Next on this. Next time it's about water? Perhaps. I mean, <laughs> but like the main, you know, the, the main thing from those sermons and kind of this like theme I kind of been going on is about just you know seeing god in nature and his creation and like how we can yeah, yeah, yeah. learn yeah. from that and you know what it can teach us about god and so it's just been really interesting and a good thing to study and preach about so i like it how about you doc um well like you i was also there on sabbath and i guess something i'm proud about is the fact that i was able to um just practice being a stage manager kind of like you know i You've been wanting to do that for a while now. Yeah, I've developed my organizational skills over the years, on especially when I got into education in the academic realm. So um, I got to put that into action and everything went really well. And then on top of that, I've been able to just enjoy the summer more this week intentionally, hitting up the pool and stuff. Oh, nice. So I'm proud uh, of that. Nice. How about you, Chris Mady? Um... It will be, uh, I felt really nice helping one of my patients this week. Like when, so I'm a nurse, first a nurse, and I work in the OR. So 
um, one of my patients was like really nervous and stuff, and I feel like so proud that kind of helping now just like go through that process and yeah. That's awesome. Nice, yeah, it's really good. Um, today's episode, uh, the solo struggle, is a sequel to last week's episode, the solo advantage, where we went through some of the benefits that come with being single. Uh, among those were that we have more time for ministry, more time to spend in this in this to develop the spiritual life, more time to work on mental health, uh, more time to get to know yourself and other people. Uh, we also talked about having more flexibility and freedom, as well as kind of having the room to make uh, to make mistakes without having to impact somebody else as well. Yeah. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I would invite you to do so after this one to see kind of how you how to maximize that single time and how to enjoy your single time. Uh, we have tons of topics in the pipeline, like, you know, specifically my sister and I were, were talking about earlier this week, uh, women earning more than men, dating outside of the church, physicality uh, in Christian dating, like how many bases is safe bases, etc. <laughs> mm-hmm. How Adventist dating apps and websites c- kind of suck. Uh, dating, you know, single divorcees or parents. Uh, and, you know, homosexuality, sex, and many more topics to come. But, you know, we're using these few beginning episodes to set the scene on how a relationship is made up of individuals and thus, it is super important and behooves us to spend time maximizing our single time to become better individuals, to then become better partners when it comes to being in a relationship. That's right. Uh, today, though, we'd like to explore the other side of the coin of the, you know, of last week's the solo advantage in today being the solo struggle and how to deal with some of those downfalls and the challenges as well as kind of how to mitigate them. Yeah, but before we go into the topic of today, like you guys have heard her voice already, my good friend Chris Mady is here today with us. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited she's on the podcast. <laughs> so I actually sprung the podcast on her. I'm like, you're coming to my house and we're recording today, so you have to be on it. So, <laughs> yes, basically. And she agreed, and we yeah. love her for it. So, um, we're glad she's here. Chris Mady, tell me a little bit about you. Like, we know you're a nurse, but something happened recently. Um, so, I got married like That's right. eight months ago. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, my, actually, my husband and I were dating about like almost three years before we got married. Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, and. Yeah, so, I mean, you still got it fresh about what it's like to be single, yes. but now you have the married perspective of, like, now that I'm married, I don't, I don't have to go through that no more, so. <laughs> through none of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I figured she'd be an awesome guest for our podcast. No, we're definitely glad to have you here. And, I'm happy and, to be here. And just interested to hear your perspective from having been through being single and then what it looks like from the other side, looking backwards. Yes. Give us hope. <laughs> <laughs> There's still hope. There's still hope. <laughs> so uh, having said that, let's right, get right into it, okay? So one of the first disadvantages of being single is the pressures that we receive in society. Um, whether that be you have to be married by a certain age, or you if you're not dating, what's wrong with you, or... <laughs> If you're trying to get a job, some jobs require you to get married. Um, and like then, which ones? 
Like, for example, we were just talking earlier about, about pastors. The odds of a single pastor getting a job are a little bit lower than a pastor who is married, regardless mm-hmm. if it's a happy marriage or not, you know? Yeah. So um, for some jobs, you have to be married. And then on top of that, for us as women, we have this pressure of our biological clock where, like, have kids by a certain age or else it gets harder. Obviously, um, with the new advances in medicine, that pressure of biological clock is going down, but it's still something that we receive from whether it be our parents or friends, you know, the old, the old crew, you know, those that came before us that don't believe in medicine as much. Um, And then also the biggest one that I talk to Josh all the time about is about, for example, for women is that, there's this notion that women lose value with age. And I am so strongly against that because women get better with age. Maybe you don't look like an 18-year-old, you know, no wrinkles or nothing, but you're mature, you get experience. And there's this notion that in society, well, you're you're going to be 26 now, you're going to be 27, you know, Finding a man's going to be harder because they're just going to want a younger person. So you not only hear that from your family, but you get that from society. You guys get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, definitely. I see that, you know. And I think, like, that was a good point you brought up about the biological clock. Like, um, you know, I mean, that is a real thing. But, you know, like, it's also, um, I think, tied to, you know, just more people in general like you know well today more women in general you know they're more career oriented Mm -hmm. there's not you know like the family you know the prototypical family that you see on like a 1950s show or anymore like that stuff really Mm -hmm. doesn't exist anymore so it's kind of like you know it's kind of like tied to you know our society as a whole like just how everything is set up now you know like i mean and those things are good like women you know they should you know take every opportunity to go for their careers but you know, at the same time, like, obviously, they're not going to have time to right away, you know, get married. I think, I mean, like, the statistics show, like, less people are, you know, getting married or settling down these days. And so and um, it kind of leads to, you know, that. With culture, it also, the pressure is different, right? Because, like, in the yeah. Latino culture, oh, it's, it's like, like yeah, if but you don't it, get married young, what's wrong mm-hmm. with you? Yeah. yeah Whereas so here in America, it's, like, more... It's more of the norm. It's more of a norm yeah. to get married later on. Yeah. So it's like navigating that for me personally. It's like I'm Hispanic. Mm-hmm. It's like I got this thing of, oh, you should get married young. But at the same time, it's like I pretty much grew up in the States where it's like I can't I have the option of getting married older and that's OK. But it's like dealing with those two voices for me. Do you have any personal example for you of like uh, societal pressure? I mean, if you don't, that's fine. But I just want to um. Ask. I don't think so. I have one right now. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Um, for me, an example is of just I wanted to get married by 25. So, like, you know, like I said earlier, you want to get married early, young. And um, and obviously, I'm 26 now. So, I clearly did not get married. <laughs> <laughs> so, just uh, dealing with that. And then sometimes people at church will be like, well, you got to get on it. You know, the mm-hmm. clock is ticking. How has that made you feel? Like, um, knowing that you kind of missed your, your own deadline? My own deadline? I felt like 
I did something wrong at a certain point, but then I was like, hold up, hold up. Like, I still got time. Um, and it's my pace. So, like, at first, I kind of wanted to cave in to that feeling of, like, feeling like I, I failed. But then it's like I got to pick myself up again and realize, you know, I'm 26 and that's cool. Like, I'm wiser. Like, I am. I would make less mistakes now than if I got married in 25. So exactly that's that's an upside so um i was just looking up a bible verse about like society pressures that i think we as christians need to keep in mind it's like in galatians uh 110 and it says am i now trying to win the approval of human beings or of god or am i trying to please people if i were still trying to please people i would not be a servant of christ Mm. so even though we have these society pressures like at the end of the day, we're trying to please Christ, and we got to put those pressures aside. How about you guys? Though Josh? they are very real, you know what I mean. Yeah, they're real. Yeah. I mean, in my case, I don't feel like I've had a lot of societal pressure. I mean, kind of to going off of what you were saying that you know, the thought that women lose value as they age, it's kind of the inverse for men. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. we want to devote a whole topic, like a whole episode to that it. That is true. We I, need I, to I, at a later time, I have some very strong thoughts on this. We know. <laughs> Well, that's interesting because, like, uh, growing up, like, it was always the older guys that the the girls wanted. Yeah. I mean, that's well, that's, that's it's, it's always been, it's always been that I way. Mean, so that's never changed. Older guy, right? Yeah, and well, that's I think that's just kind of how it. There's no surprise. There's no surprise. Nobody is surprised. Yeah, you know. Uh, you said you married an but, older gentleman. Well, not like that old. Yeah, like, but it was it's older than me. Yeah, like I think it's a lot. Be- uh, I was always told that was the reason because like girls mature faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then gotcha. yeah it's that's true. true it's true that is true yeah and i think women I just want like a man who's more mature than them uh so that they don't have to feel like they're carrying the brunt of life or maturity or i mean in my case oh, if like he's a couple maturity. years older he probably will probably be the same mature level because yeah. since men mature slower we'll probably meet there yeah but you're assuming that at one point they don't meet or that men just are all like like i i, I agree that men mature slower in the adolescence but once we become adults all bets are off i disagree i still i disagree to this day but let's <laughs> let's that's another episode so, like you said yeah let's yeah. keep going with because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so going back to kind of my story i don't feel like we've i've personally faced any societal pressures of being alone um because i mean the older i get the more kind of i i and and the so the older I get and the more I'm all about my passions and about my mission and my purpose and things like that, I like, you know, I tend to gain value in the marketplace, for lack of a better term. Um, so I don't necessarily, again, Abby's over here, you know, sh- there's uh, smoke coming out of her ears, though Almost, you can't really yeah. see that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, I see friends around me and a lot of my friends, most of my friends are married. And even then, some of them, a lot of them, are even having kids now. So it's not just... Are they Adventist or not Adventist? Uh, both. Both. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So especially like on the Adventist front, um, like I feel like I'm two steps behind sometimes because it's like, oh, okay, getting married. And, and even when I do get married, I feel like I would want to spend time with my wife without having kids. Yeah. So if you factor that into the number of like let's say three four years okay so let's just say the three years of just no kids or what have you now you know even if i got married tomorrow i wouldn't even be having kids until you know for another 
three years, which by that point, my friends would be on their second or presumably third child, if that mm. makes sense. So not only are they married, but they're also having kids. So I guess in that way, I, 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 I feel like I'm losing a little bit of uh, relatability with them. Yeah. Um, just because of the fact that I'm, I'm not married. I don't know what that's like. Um, and, and, I, and I mean, that does definitely play into kind of my psyche and decision making. How about you, bro? Um, so like for me, like and it's almost of an extension of, uh, kind of what, uh, as Myrna was saying, um, you know, obviously there's the pressure that comes with, you know, trying to, you know, date and, you know, get in a relationship and stuff like that. Cause you know, it's just in America, like everybody's, you know, even like if it's not a serious relationship, like people casually date, they have yeah. people that they just go out mm -hmm. with, you know, like, even though they're not like official, you know, they're not like Facebook official or anything, but they're still like, you know, going out and they're seen around. Like, Situationships, I, I see, baby. Yeah. I see that all the time, you know, and it's just like, man, you know, <laughs> but um Wait, does that we kind of already talked huh does that bug you or i mean or like how does it make you feel well it makes me feel like it, it makes me feel like um something like it used to make you feel like i was missing out on an experience that like most people had huh i don't know what that what is that if you're missing out oh okay well yeah you know and <laughs> um but after like you know kind of talking about it and maturing and you know seeing like where all that kind of stuff leads to you know it's it's just like okay i don't really need that you know but um hmm. for me it's more on a deeper level like obviously there's a dating but then what happens with the dating like where will that take you to get into a relationship and so for me it's like um it's not just the pressure to date but it's the pressure to become someone you're not because like Walk me through that well because society like has especially in, like america but even all over there's like an ideal uh person that you're supposed to be when it comes to oh, well just look at television social media when it comes to like what attraction looks like what will get you the girl um flashy clothes being super loud um I don't know, cetera, having a nice car yeah. you know a certain way you talk certain places you go like maybe partying or going to the the bar or whatever you know and a lot of people you know do those things um i don't really but i feel like there's a lot of societal pressure to you know do those things and for me like on a personal level i'm you know i'm, I'm thrifty i'm frugal I don't really wear a lot of flashy stuff like <laughs> you know yeah i mean like that's fine but i feel like a lot of people you know will look at that as something that's not really gonna get you a relationship yeah, as that's good true. I, I see what you're getting at yeah i yeah. mean because like, this is I mean, in my personal experience role, it does play a role and there's levels to it i'm not saying you know it's okay if you look like a a, a homeless person, you know. I, yeah, I don't say that. I mean, you have to be hot enough to look good as a homeless person. Just saying, <laughs> that's a thing. Sorry, I mean, sure, ahead. yeah, but it, like, there, like I said, there's levels to it. But I feel like a lot of people are afraid to be who they truly are because um, society wants them to be, or uh, we're influenced by a culture that wants us to be uh, something else. And then when you look at it from an Adventist perspective, um, you know. Me and you, when I was going through that time where I, you know, got hurt by a girl and whatever, you know, we went to a jazz club, right? 
and it was like a bar and you know that's like for me as you know i like jazz as worldly as that's as worldly as it goes for me but you know it was a we bar to hear the music yeah it was a bar we we're there to hear the music there was people drinking i'm sure there i met some cool guys there you know they play um there was some really good guitarists there i got to meet um, they played really good music. I got to talk to them. I play guitar, so that you know was a cool experience for it, yeah. me. But I brought you there. But one of the reasons why I went there was because I was like, man, maybe I just need to go out and you know see people. This is where a lot of people are meeting. One of my good yeah. friends from Australia, he's at Ventus. He's um, actually here. Um, not in Wisconsin, but he's in state America. Side. He's stateside. He's canvassing right now. Nice. Um, he told me, I, we had talked about it because I went to Australia uh, last year. We had talked about it, and he told me it was like, dude, it's really easy to like get girls like at the bar, (laughs) you know. So like, I'm hearing about that because I went to public college, and especially in Wisconsin, we're like the drunkest state by far in the country, Mm -hmm. you know. So like, that's a big thing, and so there's like a there's like a pressure to you know want to go and do that because a lot of my friends, you know, outside of the church, I would say. I, I could say I have more friends outside of the church than inside the church. Than yeah. inside the church, and a lot of them, are, like all of them, are pretty much doing that. You mm-hmm. know, so it's just like I'm the, like the odd one out. So you know, and then they're hooking up with girls, they're meeting girls, they're going yeah. on dates, and I'm just here. Yeah, didn't that was the first time I actually ever went to that, and it was spurred because I was hurt after, you know, trying Rachel. to go after a girl. Mm. We'll just call her Rachel, whatever. And it didn't work. And so that made me want to do that. Okay. And so I feel like um, we have to be careful, especially as Christians, like about that, you know, not letting society influence us to behave in a way because we want to get that, you know, relationship. Because, yeah, Yeah. we just look at the relationship. But what does that look like for you? Yeah. Are you going to go away from God? And that verse was perfect. I wish I had said that. (laughs) <laughs> but you, yeah. you said it first but yeah that where's that galatians it's galatians 1 10 i believe here let me yeah 110 like who does our you know who do we want to um like impress yeah who who, like, who are we really trying to be like are we trying to be like the world do we want that girl do we want that guy are we going to become that bad boy mm-hmm. that bad girl thing that we're seeing who 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 kind who came out with the bad girl moniker was that rihanna or was that who knows it was it, like there was a song that came out or something where and now everybody's like bad girl this bad girl that don't you mean bad b that too <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna cuss but yeah like that's i feel like a lot of people are you know doing that because they want that relationship and so they just change who they are even completely even yeah. when they're like i know people who were raised in devout christian households not even Adventists, you know and they you know because they wanted that guy and or they got hurt originally yeah. they went off into the deep end they went off away from what their beliefs were and stuff so yeah i feel yeah. also um that you can get that social pressure through um social media oh definitely like you yeah. can see a lot of couples uh, posting pictures like oh mm-hmm. we are so in love look mm-hmm. my boyfriend just give me like flowers whatever and you're like over here single like man i wish i can have that and you kind of have that pressure on you like yeah. mm-hmm. like i wish that that was me or mm-hmm. i wish i had something like that with another person mm-hmm. and sometimes you can get that pressure through the social media like mm-hmm. and and it's funny because like some people like some couple post all of this 
um, cute stuff and all of this stuff. Well, they're going stuff. picking and, apples. And, 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 yeah, and, and, I always <laughs> see that. It's great activity. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, yeah. like, I'm just joking. Yeah, but it's, sometimes it's just not not even real, and then a lot of but it then you can you still get that pressure mm -hmm. yeah. like to you. Yeah. Like yeah. yesterday was National Girlfriend Day. Oh yeah, and that was that was <laughs> that hard for you, yeah. Mike. <laughs> I was off social. I'll say I was off social media a little bit uh, because of that. I was like, oh, this is so nice. And, you know, I'm being supportive. I'm like, oh, you know, but inside, I'm just like, we need a National Single Day, a Singles Day. Is that a thing? Yeah, not, I don't know. No, <laughs> make it the like, day after National Girlfriend Day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice though to get a discount for being single at like Starbucks or something. Like, I don't you even know, know Starbucks. Like, that would work. Because especially last episode we talked about the advantages, so we should celebrate it. <laughs> that would be nice. Isn't every other day not Valentine's Day, Singles Day? No. no. Why are we at it? <laughs> no, we need like an official day, okay? Where we That's make all. a status. Yeah, I'm single. Yeah. Make a picture while you're alone in your basement. Yeah. Uh, with yourself. No, yeah. No, I'm not joking. Not pitiful, but like you have to celebrate. I'm messing around. I'm just joking again. <laughs> Piggybacking off of that, um, I, I feel like the biggest issue with and the struggle that comes with being alone is what? Let's all say it at the same time. It's being lonely. lonely. It absolutely sucks being lonely. Um, I know it firsthand. You know it firsthand. Everybody knows what it's like being single firsthand. Um, and the interesting part about being uh, or feeling lonely is that not only does it change you and kind of who you are uh, internally, but it also affects how you relate to other people mm -hmm, and how yeah. other people relate to you. Mm -hmm. So in essence, not only are you struggling on the inside, but now the external is being affected by your internals, even, you know, to a greater degree than, than we were even, or, or that we would give credit to. So for example, um, some of the side effects, side that, effects that like being lonely bring about is people can develop depression oh, yeah. mm -hmm. of being lonely. Mm -hmm. um, I think we underestimate just how much we really need people in our lives. And mm -hmm. I don't just mean for the ex extroverts in, uh, out there like me, I mean specifically for introverts too. We just need people in order to function better. Well, that's how God created us. Exactly. God himself is a relational being. Like there's three gods, it's not just one God sitting up there in heaven by himself. Like he has a family. And he has yeah. billions of angels. <laughs> and, and and I love how, you know, the two institutions that made it out of Eden were the institution of marriage, mm -hmm. which is relational, mm -hmm. and the institution of the Sabbath, which, which is, is relational. also relational, mm -hmm. except with Jesus. Um, so it just goes to show that when we don't have that, it can really, like, it can turn clinical, right? C because depression isn't just a, oh, you're feeling down. It can really develop into something that can need you know, professional help. And, and just to give some like more um, like real world example. Um, so I know you say you work as a nurse. Um, I work in the ambulance company up where I live. Um, and we get a lot of um, mental health calls. And we, um, oh yeah. A lot of them we're transferring them to a facility. Yeah. And so a lot of these times that people get chaptered, which means they have to go. Or, you know, people. I love that term. You're chaptered. <laughs> yeah you know and um a lot of times you know before we go we get the call um we 
we see the call on um, our phone and then we'll read it and it'll just say like suicidal ideation and mm. this like don't take this the wrong way but um almost nine out of ten times i would say yeah i would say nine out of ten times when we get the call and it's suicidal ideation it and it's a girl involved like a teenage girl because they'll tell us yeah. you know um the dispatch will tell us nine out of ten times when we get to the hospital and the nurse explains to us what the issue is it's always boyfriend relationship oh, related that's crazy it's crazy and it's sad and a lot of these are like teenage girls yeah like they'll be like my girl my boyfriend cheated on me my boyfriend I left I read me that somewhere that like after social media the the suicide rate of specifically increased women, like spiked oh yeah out of nowhere like maybe like two or three times the regular amount I'm um, not and, surprised. It's, and it's not going down anytime soon no there's a direct i mean relation to it also did went up to depression. with young men but uh, but but nowhere near as um that it went up with young women which is which is really sad um another point Stay that off of social media <laughs> <laughs> another way that being single kind of negatively uh impacts the personal life is the fact that research has shown and these points i took him off of uh different research that was um collectivized some were done by the um University of Pennsylvania, and I forget where the others were from, but the point is that they were talking about how the more time you spend alone, the less intuitive or aware you become about about others' emotions, because yeah. you don't get that feedback of what angry looks like. You don't get mm -hmm. that feedback of what happy looks like or confused. And the in, and the interesting and in, in, intriguing part about it is that us humans, we don't. There isn't just one face for anger there isn't just one face for confusion and happiness and elation it's a, it's a mixture of all of that and the less time we spend with people the just less miss we those miss social out. cues is that yeah. what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. We, we we miss out on the nuances of facial expressions on tone and on voice intonations yeah. and things like that so now not only could you become depressed but now you're losing touch with other people on a legitimate level, yeah. not just an emotional level. Too. Yeah, if you ever like read up on, um, and these are kind of like really messed up stories, but like if you ever read up on these, like there's like people who were really abused as kids and they were like pretty much locked in their rooms mm -hmm. or in a closet for years. And then it? when they get rescued, um, like a lot of like their social cues or a lot of their communication skills are like non-existent. And that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. they had like no interaction with um, anyone, and and that goes to like another thing. And this, like, for anybody who's uh, raised as a homeschooler, a lot of times, and I've I've seen homeschoolers who are very extroverted and everything like that. But a lot of times, but they're playing from behind. I feel well. A lot of times, homeschoolers, especially if they're single kids or like you know um, single child, they are a lot of them introvert they're just awkward socially awkward. sometimes yeah extroverted unless they come from a big family then they kind of have you know yeah. that but yeah so i just kind of wanted to put that in there no it's true um kind of in that same vein um it talks about how they are interestingly enough it says that they're less cooperative because you become just so used to being and doing the things that you're doing that when somebody comes along and says hey we're not eating tostito pizza rolls every single night we're <laughs> eating something healthy they're like um no because i feel like that you become attached to some of those routines on of an course. emotional level and that you become 
reliant on those to kind of feel better because you know you that's what you've been relying on to fill that Mm -hmm. loneliness void does that make sense yes um and likewise it the the research talks about how they become more assertive in other words not only are you less corroborative but you're also more defensive about the things that you do and how you do them um, which is really interesting there too it also talks about how being lonely produces reduced stability in self-worth um, because you come to the conclusion that, hey, if I'm lonely and I'm not meeting anybody, something's got to be wrong with me. Mm. Um, I'm the problem here. Yeah. And people, you can come to internalize that. I think we also need to make an important distinction between lonely and just being like alone. alone I was going to say that. And yeah. enjoying the company. And I think it comes, the distinction comes into like the feeling of where it's coming from, a place of insecurity or a place of confidence. Because we do need to learn how to spend time alone. We, we're, apart from God, we're spending the most of our time with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And just because we're spending our time with ourselves doesn't mean we're lonely. Right. So I just thought it was important to say that out there. That it's yeah. just. I feel like sometimes people can feel lonely in a room with a lot, a of, lot people. of people. So people like, you know what you said, you have to um, do, take the difference what is lonely and what is feel alone. Yeah. And, and, and it's hard because like, for example, for me, I think that we were talking about that earlier. Like um, I was living by myself for like a year. I still, I had my boyfriend at the time. We were um, dating um, but then once I get home, I was by myself and then, you know, I felt lonely because I, I, I didn't have anyone to go mm-hmm. into my house. But then when I got married, it's just like so different. I'm, I'm happier when I go home because I'm, I'm you know, I, I know he's going to be there to meet me and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. But and, and it's hard when when you go through that process to be lonely and 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 just having find someone to give you that support and, um, you know, help you with that is, yeah. No, that's true. Another one that I found really interesting was that people who feel like really lonely tend to neglect their health. Mm. So, yes. And, you know, you can see that in overeating, in not exercising, not taking care of yourself and hygiene. Et not cetera, going et to the doctor. Yeah. Not going to the doctor. <laughs> I don't know, Abby, that's just a men thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just a it thing. is. What? Yeah. Why? Why do they why do that? Why do you guys not go to the doctor? There's, like, there's no need. It, there it, is need. It, it's gonna yes. get better. Relax. No. <laughs> no. No wonder that women end up uh, living more longer, living longer, and the men die faster. Okay. Yeah. You've heard that all before. Thank you for. Yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> just make him an appointment and then just make him go. Yeah, see, so. okay, so then See, but then we have to do it and then we get into mommy mode. You okay, know? time that, out. Time out. What's something... wrong with being a partner here? If, okay. if if I'm struggling in an area and I ask for help, now you're like, oh, I'm turning into mommy mode. No, no, it's but you said on, it. Baby. You said it. If I ask for help. That's a difference, right? A partner is there to help you and, you know, be... That's what Chris Mady was talking I, about. I, she's I, like, like, since yeah, I she's got like, married, well, can I you help me need... make an appointment? Yeah, I, I have to but start it, making but, an appointment for my husband. But which... most men don't, I don't ask see for anything help. Wrong that's with that. what I'm saying. Okay, but here's they, the, if I don't need help... you have help. to make them. That's what I was talking about. When you have to make your husband. That's mommy mode. Well, your mom used to make you do stuff. Okay. But it's like... 
I feel like you can help your partner because, like, if you know he's not good about doing that and then he struggled with that or maybe he doesn't have time to call the doctor, like, I don't see bad to help him. And maybe for the first couple of times you can do that and then just next time, like, hear the number, you call him, call the doctor next time. Yeah, like, you can help. But like you said, like, he's gonna eventually start yeah. doing it, right? Like, I don't know. But we got off there. (laughs) Going back to kind of the point there, the biggest one here is that science has shown, I don't know if you guys knew this, that chronic loneliness has the same risk level of smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Not, Not only can loneliness affect you, but it also affects others. So we were talking about how being less intuitive about emotions, when it comes to relating with other people, even with friends or with future partners, it can lead to a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of miscommunications there. That's true. Um, which can, you know, spiral. I'm not saying it will, but it can do that. Um, well, we, we were talking about how people are less cooperative. If you realize relationships are the exact opposite of that. You know, when you're lonely or, or when you do life alone, you get accustomed to doing things your way mm-hmm. because that's just the way you do them and no one can tell you to, to do no. But then when you are in a relationship, it's, I mean, marriage, as you know, Chris made it, is all about compromise. Oh, yeah. And, you know, saying, okay, we're going to, this is how I do things. This is how you do things. And here's how we're going to do things. Mm-hmm. What would you say is an example of that? And 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 that's a good point that you can you put that out there because it's, it's hard sometimes when, like, you, oh, no, like, I do this this way and no one's going to make me come and change me whatever mm-hmm. so is that when you have to let your ego go and like um be vulnerable with your partner and say like okay what let's try your way let's see which way is better to because at the end of the day you guys gonna be partner you're gonna be in the same team you know so it's not like you're in the corner i'm in this corner so it's like you guys have to find a way to mm-hmm. work together as a team, as a partner. Agreed. I remember um, Michelle Obama, and she made a, 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 she was interviewed about, you know, her uh, relationship with Barack Obama. And she said, like, um, there were days throughout their marriage that he was like 60%. Mm-hmm. And We're talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Like she was 40. Yeah. And, you know, some days it flip flop. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she said over time, it should average out to 50%. Yeah. So I, I thought mean, that was really interesting. Yeah. I mean, do you remember? I mean, uh, I mean, and I love the Obamas. Not, <laughs> not, not, not to talk bad about Michael's favorite Obamas here, but um, the, uh, <laughs> be careful now. <laughs> the youth director we were talking about last week, um, I, he said something that I guess just kind of stuck with me, and 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 he mentioned that you know people talk about fifty fifty, but in reality it's got to be hundred hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in like you uh, you you got to put whatever your 100 is yes. if your 100 is 30 percent of whatever it is you got to give all 30 all 30 yeah. does that make sense yep. yeah and that's you and can't half-ass it that's what equity is you know yeah. where the person is strong the other person can yeah so it's funny because we were just talking about that earlier because in time okay you try to do your best you try to give a hundred percent but then 
sometimes it's like you work so much during the day that you just have just 10% and you just tired. You don't mm -hmm. want to do anything. Can't do anything. And then your partner have to understand that day he have to give 120%. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like, oh, like, I was, and I'm, that's a sacrifice. Yeah, and, and that's what, like, being with a partner, being married is. It's just, like, try to work together and, and, and like, mm -hmm. make a sacrifice for your partner, yeah. No, I feel mm -hmm. um, and, and And just to kind of wrap up here, the, the point on loneliness here, and how not, not, not only does it affect you, but how it affects other people. When you neglect your health, you know, you can lose your appeal. You can lose your energy. And at that point... You know, you can say you want a relationship, but now you don't even have the energy to find someone. Mm -hmm. You don't even have the energy to even pursue your friendships. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it can kind of escalate and kind of go from there. Um, we also talked about how uh, being lonely can kind of make you reluctant. Even if somebody does come along and it is that right one, if you're not ready, it's going to mm -hmm. affect them because yeah. now that person who connected with you who spent time with you was a friend but perhaps wanted something more can't get all of you yeah. because you know you weren't able to give even that 30 percent that was yours mm -hmm. if that makes sense mm -hmm. um so overall being lonely is the absolute worst like chronic loneliness as we obviously have heard and not only does it affect you and it affects other people and i'll give like a personal example when my when my business first started taking off in 2020 that i wanted to take a trip across the western united states i wanted to leave for two months but i didn't want to experience the oohs and the ahs all by myself mm -hmm. um i just felt that that was a crime to see the best that this country has to offer and nobody there to spend it with mm -hmm. so i legitimately paid somebody money to come travel with me a salary and i paid all the expenses just so that i wouldn't be alone that's yeah. how crazy it was for me. Wow. And like I mentioned, that travel companion turned out to not be the best travel companion, though he's just still still a good guy. Uh, I had to come back and kind of just drop him off. E e even then, like once I realized that he was robbing me of my solitude but providing no companionship, I ended up d leaving again and did spend up six weeks out there um, by myself. And during those six weeks, there were I had my days where I didn't want to do anything. I don't care if I was in the middle of Arizona, you know, in Page, Arizona, where um, Horseshoe Bend is absolutely stunning. I just didn't want to do anything because I was just so overcome with loneliness that, again, it doesn't matter if I was traveling, if I had money. It was just like it stung me way too hard. And now I've gotten kind of accustomed to being alone and traveling alone. So ever since then, I don't mind traveling alone anymore. It's become my norm. But even then, I don't I don't prefer it. If I don't have to. That's why sometimes I'm like, hey, Mike, you want to go to to California for, or to Arizona for GYC? And he's like, okay, let's do it. When do we leave? <laughs> uh, and then I'm like, well, you know, it's not just GYC. How about we hit up, you know, California and then hit up some nice states on the way back to And he's like, okay. <laughs> uh, and it's been nice, you know, to be able to travel with him some of those times. But uh, and I would just say before we move on, <laughs> just in my experience, I feel like being lonely, uh, lonely, especially for me, and I kind of mentioned it already. It can lead you to um, act in a way that isn't uh, conducive to who you really are. Conducive to who yes. you really are, but yeah. also rationally. Like you just start like when you're lonely, and and, and that 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 um 
that drive and desire for companionship can be very strong. Yeah. And well, I was it's like, it will be it strong. Is. It's natural. Strong, yeah. But if it goes unchecked, but you have to be careful because sometimes, sorry if I interrupt you, but um, sometimes <laughs> uh, you can end up like in la tentación, temptation. So sometimes when when you when you feel lonely, I feel like you can end up doing stuff that you're not supposed to or think about stuff that you're not supposed mm -hmm. to. So sometimes you, like, as a person, have to be careful, like, mm -hmm. feeling that way mm -hmm. or just just trying to find someone to just talk about it. I feel like just when you talk about it, mm -hmm. feel a little bit better. Yeah, and, and, I mean, I'll just kind of interject here and kind of go back to the story I told last week of, let's call her Rachel again, the girl over there. I was feeling mega lonely. But once she came in the picture and once we had that chemistry yeah. and once we had that physical chemistry, the desires mm -hmm. started, you know, really kind of uh, undamming, if that makes sense. And Satan uh, knows that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I knew, hell, I knew that. <laughs> I know. And you still go through it. And that's what we kind of talk about. Satan knows that relationships are like the biggest thing. One of the biggest things. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. You could say the biggest thing, argue it, that gets us away from God because... Yeah. He can make you lonely, and then, boom, he brings out this girl. She's real nice. She looks good. Everything's great, Yeah. but she's not for you. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to bring an example because uh, John the Baptist, where did he live? He lived in the wilderness, right? <laughs> yeah. And that was for a reason. I'm not saying we have to live in the wilderness, mm -hmm. but whatever your, whatever the wilderness needs to be for your life, whether it be social media or television or maybe certain people you hang out with yeah. that are going to influence you to do or go down that path. I think maybe it's time to like, for me, even in my life to, to do that. Like maybe I need to put myself in a wilderness where I'm not influenced to do those things or, you know, have that peer pressure or, you know, have all that temptation when I feel lonely to go and, you know, do those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, for me personally, I've, I've, I've been dealing with loneliness, you know, the, cause I'm human. Right. Um, but from a young age, um, I'm the only girl. So, um, in the family, in the mean, family. The yes. Daughter, yeah. So like, yeah, sure, I would do things with my siblings, right? We would hang out. But at the end of the day, it was just me. Like, there wasn't another girl to relate with me. Like, sure, there was my mom, but it's just different. This is not the same. So, it's not mm -hmm. the same. so yeah. I've dealt with loneliness just from a perspective of just being the only girl. Mm -hmm. But also, um, going off of what you guys were saying, sometimes, like, it's led me to seek things that, mm -hmm. you know, weren't good for me. Like, for example... When I was really lonely and I was looking at it from a lack of like self-esteem or from a mm -hmm. disadvantage, oh, wow. I would want to like go deeper into books mm -hmm. and like whether it be mystery or you know, there's a whole bunch so of you genres just lose out yourself there. In there. Yeah, books and movies and like I would put myself in these worlds and then be like, okay, I can analyze it and all like that. I'm not that alone anymore. Or like I can relate to these characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it just led me to some. Um, unfavorable decisions with content i i have consumed and now i was just talking to you earlier um i work remote and i am ready to go back yeah. into the office like i want 
employee drama. Yeah. <laughs> I no want Lord. to be able to, you know, talk at the water drama. fountain. About um, people. How was your weekend? <laughs> exactly. You did anything fun this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Or like just be able to meet up after work for drinks like i want that again because like mm -hmm. how you were talking about you can just get complacent or like you know those social cues or mm -hmm. like at work um you know those microaggressions you know oh you know? don't tell me Sorry about <laughs> yeah that. so um, gosh i hate that it's been a journey for me dealing through loneliness <laughs> where um yeah sure sometimes i feel lonely from uh negative perspective but then i'm also learning to enjoy my time alone mm -hmm. yeah to just you know yeah yes i'm alone but i can have fun on my own yeah like definitely. it doesn't always have to be a bad thing so mm -hmm. it's just That's been true. a journey for me through that and mm -hmm. um just relying on god because like he's always there like that's i'm true. not mm -hmm. alone like we're not alone here like mm -hmm. So and I think that's true. I think that's what makes because um, I've always said this. I think the the most mentally strong people, in my experience, and from what I've read from history and everything, are always people who rely on God, mm -hmm. because you don't need to like for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, like if you know there's a higher power out there, you know, and He's taking care of you and He loves you, you don't need anything from the world, really, right? And you can always go to that. That's like your your base and your top, <laughs> you know? And so if you don't believe in God, where else are you going to go? Like yeah. if you, if you don't have a relationship with God, yeah, you're going to start doing things that are, we know ruinous for, you know, your mental health, your physical well being. You just start getting into a lot of things and you see that, you mm -hmm. know, you see that with people who you've met or whatever. Yeah. And, and so it's good that, you know, we are Christian. It's good that you have that to lean on. And it's, it's That's great that you do. I think we should sometimes reframe it um, in the sense of I'm not lonely, whereas I want someone to share this with. Where mm -hmm. it's like coming at it from a positive perspective mm -hmm. instead of a negative one. Because, like, mm -hmm. you know, the power of work yeah, yeah, is yeah. so strong. Absolutely. So strong. the way we frame it mm -hmm. can just change can that. Mentally, so, like, yeah. for me personally, I'm not, I'm, try I'm not trying to say I'm lonely. I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to share what I have with someone now like mm -hmm. i'm in that space and whenever it comes i'm ready but i'm not gonna talk to myself in that from that lower sense of low confidence of loneliness like mm -hmm. i'm not gonna give it that power anymore that's good so i think the next topic we want to hit and it's kind of uh, an extension on the first point we made where we talked about societal pressures mm -hmm. um, but within societies you have you know groups of people you have you know your family you have your friends yeah and you know that makes up you know what a society is you know those groups of people and so we want to look at family uh pressures and peer pressures that can um come f with uh you know being single or trying to get into a relationship um and i think a lot of all of us you know could have like an experience or you know a story to share um for me personally like i I come from a unique situation. Like my mom, when <laughs> I'm going to put my parents out here, specifically <laughs> my dad more though. Uh, my yeah, mom, yeah. You know, yeah, she was young. <laughs> you know, she well, she she was came from California, um, uh, L.A. area. A lot of Adventists there, especially back in you know the 70s, 80s when she was growing up. A lot more opportunities. People were in the church. She used to tell me like it's it was more popular and fun to be an Adventist you know they had a lot of things you know for the young people and so she dated a lot 
<laughs> like, okay yeah you know she never okay, you know did dudes. anything you know crazy you know she <laughs> she she was a good girl right <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean she was a good girl but she had boyfriends okay now nothing wrong with that my dad on the other hand <laughs> the only girl he ever dated was my mom wow, wow. so like the pressure f for like family wasn't really there wasn't really there because like my dad he never dated like and so okay. he would always tell okay. me just just like mm -hmm. just wait man <laughs> yeah you know wait um do you feel that was the right move though yeah in a lot of ways i think it was because i mean like looking back on it because i mean that's such I mean, a unique experience i think i think um if anything were to be that i would like to be different is that we would you know kind of talk about it be more open to it you know just going out you know not even sure. it doesn't even have to be like a relationship relationship thing you know yeah, it could yeah, just yeah. be like you know dating just getting to be familiar with you know girls or whatever i mean i have friends that were girls i just never you know dated any of them, you know so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i've gone on dates though i will say that since since then i've gone on dates but yeah so the so pressure really no from my family wasn't there now like to my peers um and i would say specifically in the military so i was a marine for six years and <laughs> we would have no every year <laughs> we'd every year we'd have a marine corps ball and so um six years um, I went to six balls, and only one of those years. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's fine. Okay, I, that's let, me, funny. let me repeat that. Let me repeat that. that was, I, I, no, I literally when I said that, <laughs> my mind was like. <laughs> I might no, have but said that too fast. In, 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 in no, I went to six Marine Corps balls. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Six is a lot. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so um, in those six, in those six, um, you know, Marine Corps ball, and the Marine Corps ball is like a a fancy. It's like a prom that yeah, the Marine Corps yeah, holds, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we not. Yeah, and so you know, you could come single, and some of my friends did, and I'm good friends with a lot of my Marine Corps buddies even today. Um, but you know, most of the time they would you know come with a date. I only came with a date one time. <laughs> Out of the six. Out of the six. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I tried a few other times, but it never worked out. Um, mm -hmm. But I only came with one. And so, you know, in the Marine Corps, like that, the pressure to, you know, date and to talk about the opposite gender was very Immense. big because that was literally. 90% of the conversation That's crazy. was about girls. It makes girls a lot of sense because you're with drinking, dudes but girls. all the time. Oh, yeah, dudes, lots of testosterone. It's just like a big frat party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you yeah. just talk about, you know, females and, like, and in a very explicit nature a lot of the times. And yeah, I yeah. could not get into those conversations. And they, and they would tease me, but, you know, it was just jokingly, you know, fun. But, you know, in my head, I'm just like, you know, wow, you know, I kind of feel like emasculated a little bit did you really <laughs> oh yeah because like i was like the only guy like the only guy not that wasn't the only guy that was a christian but the only guy but i was who, the only guy who refrained who from refrained but didn't have like those experiences no, you know like that i didn't do anything so that pressure to get a story go to get share. a story you know or even like come up with a story just make <laughs> yeah. up one i didn't do that but <laughs> you know that like all those things would come in my mind and so you know that was 
that was tough you no, know I mean, and simil- six years and i and honestly like i would hate sometimes going to training because i knew that would be the conversation oh wow even though wow. i love like being around my guys i just it was it was it it, it, it it made it hard it's like let's talk about something else i know right man? You know, let's talk about like something else yeah that's not gonna fly <laughs> i mean similar to you and maybe i guess the three of us have been lucky um i mean i personally don't feel and i don't think you doc either that we've had familial pressure to kind of marry or get together with anyone um even as a latino latino yeah dominican yeah even as i mean the only thing that could even be considered pressure was the fact that our older brother chris he got married at 23 yeah so by the time he was my age he had already been married for five years you know what i'm saying so earlier i was talking about how my friends are not only married but they have kids so i'm like five years behind you know chris and being married but also you know three years like presuming that's how long i want to wait without kids if i, I think well if i yeah. do want to have kids so now i'm like eight years behind does that make sense that would be probably the only thing of like familiar pressure that i would have but i don't really get like a sense of um like thing from my dad or mom or grandma or anybody like that it's crazy i know people like who were my classmates in high school on their second marriages and like wow. I'm, i haven't even had a girlfriend yet <laughs> so I'm, just like, I'm just like yeah. man, man i'm just really behind but anyway yeah, go ahead sorry. yeah um i think for me i've experienced a little bit of family pressure maybe not as much as you because i'm i'm a girl um like for example when i talk to my grandma on the phone she lives in dominican republic she's like so you have a boyfriend yet like um you've gone on any dates como que like I know that's a topic that's going to come up every time. And then if I say no, she's going to be like, why? Like, you know, like, what are you doing? So, like, you know, wow. that's something Ouch. common in the Hispanic culture. Because, yeah, yeah that's, that's, especially for women. Yeah, but, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, it's a natural question to ask, but I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, but like every time I hear it, like it's kind of a little bit of pressure of yeah. like, well, I guess what I'm not doing is enough, you know? Yeah. It's like a um, shot in the back. Oh, yeah. Like, Jeez, hi, Grandma. Down, I love you, too. Right. right. Like, the first question that yeah. when they see you is yeah. like, oh, how is the boyfriend? Like, what? like I don't have any. She won't grab yeah. like, That's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I want my grandkids before I die. Yeah. No, wait. We are her grandkids. What do you mean? Great grandkids. Great grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some more great grandkids. So that's like subtle pressure um, from like family specifically my grandma i would say my mom sometimes puts a little bit of pressure not necessarily of like oh you have to get married or you have to get a boyfriend but like sometimes it's more of just like is it true you've never had a boyfriend before like you've never even talked to a guy before and it's like like what like what like um i mean obviously i don't tell my mom everything it's like yeah sure i've talked to guys but i like have i told you no <laughs> you know like have, an, have i gone on a date maybe why would you refrain from telling her that i mean i mean, I, I mean i'm just curious sometimes you don't i would maybe because i'm not ready to or maybe because i myself you don't want I'm them to make a big to deal about it what it is exactly maybe, yeah. you know, because then you do tell like, them and then they hype it up yeah. right? right and then you get all up in your head and then the biggest temptation yeah. we have is like Oh, you go on a date and then it's wedding bells, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So then you're going to yeah. get that feedback from other people. So and then a lot all of a sudden time, people are like, oh, hey, might as well keep date it to yourself. Right. Because you're know, trying to like, keep yourself in check yeah. of like, you know, let's see how this goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so. I like when some people ask me that, like people that I wouldn't even tell be asking me that. I'm like, 
in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you anyway. Like, why are you asking me? <laughs> Wait, ask yeah. you what? Like, ooh, where's the girl, Mike? I'm like, I ain't telling you anyway. <laughs> I don't like that attitude. I no, don't know they're, why. Just, they're not in my circle. Like, oh, I'm not I see what you're tell, saying. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're out there. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, like, sometimes, like, who, my brother you think I'm going to tell you? But would be like, so are you going to Hawaii to see your boyfriend? Like, it's not necessarily pressure to get into mm-hmm. a relationship, but like, it just keeps reminding you. Like, exactly. you're still single. You're still single. You're mm-hmm. still single. And then it's kind of like. <sighs> yeah, when for me in, case, in my case, when before I get married or start dating, whatever, I was in college, my two oldest brothers, they got married like 21 and then 22. Mm-hmm. And I was still still in college. And my parents were like, well, when like when are you going to get married? Like when? Like, How and old I'm, were you when you got married? 25. Like, 25, yeah. okay. Yeah. So for for me, it was like, okay, so when like when when are you guys going to marry? when are you guys gonna get married since when i when we start dating we were like two three years almost three years and like okay so like when it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. like you guys been dating for a long time like grandkids you i was almost 25 like what are you waiting for yeah so it's just like that pressure like constantly like like you know and, and and you just have to wait your time i feel like they don't understand like you you can like what we're talking about earlier well, you're a like, nurse and you know yeah, there's all like, that yeah career exactly like you, the goal is not just to get married yeah. in life like you want to accomplish other that stuff you want exactly. to travel you want to like uh become professionally or learn other stuff and and it is it, prioritized getting married mm-hmm. and family sometimes doesn't understand that yeah especially like you know in if you're coming from a family where your parents married early and you know a lot of your other family members for me i was fortunate because my dad didn't get married to his 30 oh, <laughs> and, oh wow and my mom was 27 so that's good oh, okay so yeah so i'm still like so <laughs> yeah, so i'm like, still ahead yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah abby stole uh, the wheelhouse uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah yeah what do you want no it's funny um, I mean, so that's interesting that, that you kind of said that. Um, I always found it so strange um, when I used to talk to my ex when she would tell me that her parents got married close to their 30s, too. Um, and it's been, I mean, years now that her and I were together, and I'm kind of reaching the age where her parents got married, and I was like, oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> like, I did not see that one coming and you know it's for multiple reasons which we'll get into at another time Yeah. Um, but yeah even you know with all that said um, and we've mentioned a lot of you know struggles that we go to while being single not just societally not just internally and not just from familial and even our peers um, but we, we also want to focus on the fact that we as Christians, as Seventh-day Adventists, as Christ lovers, have something that other people just don't. We have a built-in advantage that these struggles can be mitigated. Mm -hmm. They can be lessened. So even though they may hit us, it won't hit us as hard because we have an ace in the hole, because we know a guy and his name is Jesus. Specifically, I was kind of looking for for verses that talked about loneliness, and I was brought to um, Psalm 23, chapter 4, if you guys want to open it here just with me. Or if you're not, I'll just go ahead and read it for us. That's um, Psalm 23, 4. Mm -hmm. 
which said the fo- which says the following, and again, this is the ESV, which says, "Even though the way, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but even if we substitute loneliness in here, we can say, even though I walk Valo. through the valley of the shadow of loneliness, I will fear no evil, for you are with, with me. me. Your rod and your staff, they what? It says that they comfort me. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me of Isaiah forty-one ten which says the following and this is was a special verse of one of my of, of one of my friend of mine's uh his name is O. I call him O, uh which says the following fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand or as the kjv says i mean i i love how it says it with the right hand of my righteousness um and in those two verses specifically it says to fear not and it gives you a specific reason why we shouldn't fear and it's because for i am with you in other words in our loneliness in our single struggles we are actually never really alone. Mm-hmm. And that's what the world doesn't get. And that's what the world doesn't really understand. And that's the advantage that we have as Christians to where even though we may be hit with depression or loss of focus or we losing a grip on our health or self-sabotaging or whatever it is, all those things can be mitigated or even lessened to a non-factor once we realize and once we know that we're not supposed to fear, and even though this valley that we're going through, we're going through it with someone, and that someone is our Savior. And that valley that you're going through, through this single time, that it may not be peachy for you right now, you're going through it with Jesus, and that's why we shouldn't fear. Yeah, um, along those lines, having that God in that center, um, we need to... Um, let me start over. Along those lines of having God in our center, I believe some practical tips that we can use to help mitigate the societal pressures is to kind of just take a step back and um, talk to ourselves of like, what are my core values? And as Christians, we go to the Bible and God shows us what a lot of our core values are. Exactly. And, um, we write them down and then we like with God's power, we can live those core values so that when temptations come along the way of like going somewhere or becoming someone that you are not, you can reground yourself in your core values in God and learn to just like let it flow. Like, okay, yeah, people are going to say, yeah, go to the bar, but it's like you let it flow. It's like, thank you for the advice. Like you are grounded in those values. And when we forget those values, it's an, a lot of the times we cave to those pressures, that FOMO. And an, another practical tip, I think, that helps not only women, but men is that self-talk. So much times we talk to ourselves in a negative way. And we repeat Words to our very power. own selves what society is telling us. Mm. Like, no, we need to stop that and we physically need to stop ourselves like be like no abby stop thinking that way like this is like who you are your value my value is in god and yeah i'm single but the society thing is not going to get in the way of that and one of the ways that you can take practically is um to build your confidence in yourself is to keep your own promises a lot of the times you say i'm gonna wake up at 6 a.m go to the gym I'm going to have breakfast, you know, it's going to be great. 
And then 6 a.m. comes around and we just hit snooze. Yep. And <laughs> we don't know what right. you this but morning. Like that little thing, you're breaking a promise to yourself. And that affects your confidence. And that's, that's a huge true. thing when it comes to societal pressures. If you if you have low confidence, that pressure is going to like crush you. Mm-hmm. But if your confidence is high, you're in your values in God, you're you got those values and you're keeping those promises to yourself, you can go forward trusting not only in God, but doing your own thing and remembering you have your own timeline. Yeah, and I think we like sorry, just kind of bridging uh, no, going off good. of you. I think we overlook how important it means to like trust God because like if we didn't have like a standard to where we could go to to know that everything is going to be okay or to go for advice because i feel like like the bible gives you like the greatest advice for anything in life it could be dating or whatever but like if you don't have that like that could even sink you into more depression you know like more uncertainty more um you know, just making the wrong choices and wrong decisions. But the fact that we have that, you know, it just gives us such a bigger advantage. And a lot of people think that being a Christian is all about rules. It's all about limiting you to what you want to do in your life. But actually, what does the Bible say? He says, it's a hedge of protection, protection. but he says God's law is a law of liberty. Like it liberates you from making bad choices, making bad decisions, living in depression. And when you're lonely, like this world makes us feel all the time, you can have that like that base. And and, and I've told people like the only reason why I haven't gone like mental sometimes is because I know God is here. Like seriously, like, no, (laughs) I've been like, like even in the Marines, like it's it's gotten to a point where I've just been like, man, like I'm almost there. I'm almost done. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I've gotten to that point. And but the fact that I knew God was there and that I, you know, like I could trust him and that I'm not alone, even when I feel like I'm alone, that does a lot. Of course. So just like always like go back to that. No, that's wonderful, Mike. With that said, I feel like it's kind of clear that um, being single, while it does have its advantages, definitely does have its struggles. It's not all roses, you know, it's not all um, sunny, and it's not all fun. Um, it's real consequences with real pressures and real things happening in our daily lives. But, you know, even then, we know that we have a God who tells us that we shouldn't fear, that even though the valley that happens, or I should say that even though we're going through a valley to realize that he's with us, because I don't know if you guys, you know, I mean, I, I, I preached about this um, a little bit ago. And it's the fact that, you know, we forget that a valley is the place between two mountains, meaning that if you're in a valley, keep going because you're going to end up where? At the other side of the mountain. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So the more that we cling to God and the more that we, follow his principles, the more that these lonely pressures, that these societal, that these familial, and and these peer pressures will mitigate to the point where we can begin to see the beauty that God has during this single time and to be able to work on some of those things so that they not only stop affecting us, but also those around us too, so that we get to a point so when Jesus does present whoever that someone is for us, we will be ready for it. 
Uh, Mike, do you want to close this out in prayer? Uh, dear Lord, just want to thank you again for, um, you know, this opportunity to, you know, just kind of talk about, um, you know, things that we struggle with in life and, um, you know, the, the struggles that come with, you know, being single and being alone and, you know, society and the familial pressures and the peer pressures. And, and these are all real things. And we know that you dealt with them in a way, too. You know, and in a way, we know you dealt with them. And, you know, we, we, we know you grew up in Nazareth and, you know, there was people there that, you know, were like, what good could come out of Nazareth? You know, so we know you understand what we're going through. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we can talk to you about these things. And so just continue to remind us and have our um, minds always go towards, you know, um, the life you lived and that we can, you know, um, live a successful life and be happy even in this time of quote unquote loneliness or singleness, but that we also have a foundation and um, a, a standard that you have given us that we can go to whenever we're unsure about where our life is going to end up or how it might end up or where um, who we may end up with. Um, we know that you said in your word that you have plans for us and you've been making plans for us from the very foundation of the world. And Amen. so help us to just remember that always and to never get discouraged, to stop looking around, to stop comparing ourselves with people and stop doing all these things that always seem to make us feel a certain way about ourselves that we don't need to feel. We, we, we are, <laughs> we are um, loved um, immensely and we don't even know how much you love us Lord but we're just thankful for that so help us to just remember that and uh, be with everyone out there who's also going through these problems Lord and hopefully we um, can all come to a better place in Jesus name Amen Amen Thanks for spending time with us in The Pursuit we're very excited about continuing the conversation on Christ-centered dating. We'd like to hear what your thoughts were on the episode, or even a personal story that fits this episode or that topic just right. You can do so on our social media channels at the pursuit all one word dot bs, or on our website at bearstone.com forward slash the pursuit again that's a bearstone b-a-e-r stone.com forward slash the pursuit you can find future episodes wherever you listen to podcasts as well as our website where you'll find exciting bonus content we'll be releasing very soon a special thanks to attractive for making this episode possible Attractive is a web firm that specializes in making and maintaining uniquely functional and appealing websites for Adventist organizations. Whether it's your local church, junior academy, conference, or camp website, Attractive would be more than happy to make sure you're representing Christ in an attractive and functional way in the digital realm. You can find more information about Attractive and their services at itsattractive.com. Again, that's all one word, I-T-S, attractive.com. Thanks again to Attractive for making this episode possible. We appreciate you spending time with us, and I hope you'll join us again soon. 
Cheers. Cheers.